Greetings, patriots, friends, sweet brethren of the Lord. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly great joy. Well, it's a great, hot, summer, humid day today, but we're going to talk about Love Our Flag Forever. Yes, that's the title of tonight's program, Love Our Flag Forever forever. So let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you that you have given us an emblem, a beautiful flag representing so much good about our country and about the people that have lost their lives and sacrificed and shed their blood for our nation. Father, I thank you so much that you have provided us with something so, so inspiring. This flag is so inspiring. Our anthem is so inspiring. And Lord, may this day be a day where people begin to recognize and understand why we sing this national anthem, why we stand and salute our beautiful flag. I'm asking you, Lord, to really stir up people's hearts, stir up the people who listen to this station and put a new, just a new fire in their belly about standing up for what is good about America. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I've been talking about the flag for the last two weeks, and I do hope that you have a new appreciation for that beautiful piece of cloth with stars and stripes. In fact, I hope you have a renewed passion for the Star Spangled Banner. I think now, I think you can understand why Francis Scott Key wrote at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight over the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through that night that our flag was still there oh say does that star-spangled banner yet wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. I can't speak for you, but I can tell you I have a renewed passion because I can, I can so, sort of visualize those bombs bursting in the air, the red fire from the bombs, the seeing that flag in the dawn's early light still flat flying over Fort McHenry. I mean, it had, it had to stir up a lot of passion in this man to write this beautiful, um, well, it was a poem. Now it's our national anthem. So, hey, I'm, I'm even wondering how many of you went out and bought a flagpole to fly old glory. And, you know, last week I was encouraging you to buy a flagpole. Now, I think 
we should start a flag frenzy. Yes, a flag frenzy. Yes, go tell everyone you know, family, friends, neighbors, co-workers, to buy a flagpole or some other um, smaller apparatus that you could that you could use to fly the American flag and go to uncommonflag.com if you want to buy a 20-foot aluminum beautiful flagpole. Uh, these people are very, very nice to deal with. I've been dealing with them for years. Now listen, if you can't afford a flagpole, I know everyone can't because they're a 20-foot flagpole is about $249. So if you can't afford a flagpole, just go purchase one of those holders that you can screw or nail to your porch. But, you know, let's help make their sales go through the roof. I'm calling this campaign Love Our Flag Forever. Forever. Love Our Flag Forever. I want you to I want you to gain that same momentum that I have. Now, I believe it's important for us to flood our communities with patriotism and love for our country and love for our flag. You're probably wondering why. Well, I want to take us on a quick history lesson. So, Colin Kaepernick began protesting the national anthem. Now, few Notice the first protest by Kaepernick on August 14th, 2016. It's hard to believe that it was five years ago. It really is hard to believe. Because, because it, it came before a preseason game in which he was not in uniform. He remained seated on the bench during the playing of the national anthem. He was out of uniform. For the second game, as well, on August 20th, he sat on the bench during the playing of the National Anthem. Kaepernick's gesture was first noticed before the third game on August 26th. After the game, he addressed his protest to members of the media for the first time, saying this, quote, I am not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. To me, this is bigger than football, and it would be selfish on my part to look the other way. There are bodies in the street and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder, end quote. I want to stop for just a moment. I... I you know, his statement is just, it's not even factual. There are not bodies and weren't bodies in the street. And, I mean, to um, make a statement, people are getting paid leave and getting away with murder. We have a, a justice system in America where you are not guilty, not guilty, until you go through the system. So, you know, saying that people are getting away with murder. Okay. Now, Kaepernick took a knee during the anthem 
before the final exhibition on September 1, 2016 in San Diego, with teammate Eric Reed joining him in protest. Kaepernick went from sitting to kneeling. After a conversation with Nate Boyer, a former Green Beret and NFL player. This is what Boyer told HBO's Real Sports. He said, We sort of came to a middle ground where he would take a knee alongside his teammates. You see, soldiers take a knee in front of a fallen brother's grave, you know, to show respect. Kaepernick was booed throughout the game by Chargers fans, and his protest began to gain national attention. That's important. That's important that his protest began to gain national attention. He also announced that he would donate $1 million of his, oh yes, $11.9 million salary to charities. Quote, he says, Once again, I'm not anti-American. I love America. I love people. That's why I'm doing this. I want to make America better. So that was 2016. By 2017, we have a new president. Donald Trump is in the office. And on September 23rd of 2017, this is what our president, Donald Trump, tweeted. If a player wants the privilege of making millions of dollars in the NFL or other leagues, he or she should not be allowed to disrespect our great American flag or country and should stand for the national anthem. If not, you're fired, in capital letters. If not, you're fired. Find something else to do. Well, of course... You know, President Trump's tweets often fired up a lot of people. Then, now we're fast forward to 2020. And so the question is, what is that finally the National Football League's stance on all of this? Well, in early June of 2020, Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, filmed a video in which he said the league was, quote, wrong in silencing our players for peacefully protesting, end quote, police brutality and social injustice during the anthem. That extraordinary admission was spurred by a video featuring the league's young stars, including Patrick Mahomes. But absent from Goodell's statement was an apology to, or a mention of Kaepernick. In late August, Roger Goodell, in an interview with former linebacker Emmanuel Acho, was asked what he'd say to Kaepernick if given the chance. Oh, Goodell says, quote, the first thing I'd say is, I wish we had listened earlier. Cap, to what you were kneeling about and what you were trying to bring attention to, Gosh, we invited him several times to have the conversation, to have the dialogue. I wish we had the benefit of that. We never did. 
we would have benefited from that. Absolutely. He goes on. We have never disciplined a single player for anything with the national anthem and in violation, and I don't intend to. I will support them. Well, I personally do not agree with the NFL players taking a knee at the beginning or at the playing of the national anthem while saluting our flag. May I be clear? Not for any reason. Not for any reason. We don't get to kneel during the playing of the anthem for any reason. So I agree with President Trump in that they should not have been allowed to do it. Now, I don't know that I would have gone as far as saying, you know, they had to be fired, but um, it, 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 here's the point. It should have been stopped right at the beginning, back in August of 2016, when Kaepernick started this, because because it was not stopped from the beginning, it gained momentum. Now, it's my personal opinion that Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, was afraid to take a stand against it for fear of these players maybe rising up, starting trouble, stirring up things. And, and here's what we have to remember. This whole NFL, this whole system... It's all about money. Lots and lots of money. Money is the motivator. Now, appeasement never works. Oh, it never works. You know, even Drew Brees, who I love and respect, but boy, did he disappoint me. Even Drew Brees finally succumbed to this foolishness and took a knee. Here's the question. What's wrong with protesting against police brutality and social injustice? My answer is nothing. But you see, there is a deeper hidden agenda that is cloaked by these words that we know go to the core of our emotions. Social injustice, police brutality. Okay? Black Lives Matter was formed on July 13th, 2013, eight years ago, by three black women who were hardcore Marxists and very proud of it. Their first national protest on American streets was in the death of Michael Brown. You probably remember that protest in the streets of Ferguson, Missouri. One of the BLM's core tenants, core tenants, is to destroy the nuclear family. Now let's go back to the kneeling. Marxism says you must destroy your history, delete it. You remove any teaching or mention of our U.S. history. Well, how do we start to remove our flag and the anthem from society? 
Oh, that's simple. You dishonor it first. And you keep telling the narrative that we are a racist country. And you tell this narrative that the flag is racist and the anthem is racist. Now, if that's true, we no longer have to honor the flag. Or we don't have to stand for the singing of the national anthem. You see, it's a very deceptive web that has been spun. We're naive. We don't want to offend anyone. So we bend a little here and we bend a little there until before long our foundation begins to crumble. And that's exactly what has happened and why we are where we are now, today. Proverbs 23, 23 says this, buy the, tr- buy the truth and sell it not. In other words, whatever the cost to get to the truth or get the truth, go for it. And once you have the truth, never, never sell it. See, we've sold the truth, and now we're paying the price. I'd like to end this program on a happier note, and I want to talk about, again, about the flag. And maybe uh, this might be something else you don't know about our flag. The portion of the flag denoting honor is the canton of blue, containing the stars representing states our veterans served in uniform. The field of blue dresses from left to right and is inverted only when draped as a funeral cloth over the casket of a veteran who has served our country honorably in uniform. In the U.S. Armed Forces, at the ceremony of retreat, the flag is lowered, folded in a triangle, and kept under watch throughout the night as a tribute to our nation's honored dead. The next morning it is brought out and at a ceremony of reveille flown high as a symbol of belief in the resurrection of the body. So I want to share with you the meaning behind the 13 folds of the flag. The flag folding ceremony represents the same religious principles on which our great country was originally founded. The first fold of our flag is a symbol of life. The second fold is a symbol of our belief in eternal life. The third fold is made in honor and remembrance of a veteran departing our ranks and who gave a portion of his or her life for the defense of our country to attain peace throughout the world. The fourth fold represents our weaker nature. As American citizens, trusting in God, it is Him we turn to in times of peace, as well as in times of war, for His divine guidance. The fifth fold is a tribute to our country. In the words of Stephen Decatur, quote, Our country, in dealing with other countries, may she always be right, but it is still our country, right or wrong, end quote. The sixth fold 
is for where our hearts lie. It is with our heart that we pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The seventh fold is a tribute to our armed forces, for it is through the armed forces that we protect our country and our flag against all enemies, whether they be found within or without the boundaries of our republic. The eighth fold is a tribute to the one who entered into the valley of the shadow of death, that we might see the light of day and to honor our mother for whom it flies on Mother's Day. The ninth fold is a tribute to womanhood. It has been through their faith, love, loyalty, and devotion that has molded the character of the men and women who have made this country great. The tenth fold is a tribute to Father, who has also given his sons and daughters for the defense of our country since he or she was first born. The eleventh fold represents the lower portion of the seal of King David and King Solomon and glorifies the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The twelfth fold represents an emblem of eternity and glorifies God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The thirteenth and last fold, when the flag is completely folded, the stars are uppermost, reminding us of our national motto, In God We Trust. After the flag is completely folded and tucked in, it has the appearance of a cocked hat, ever reminding us of the soldiers who served under General George Washington and the sailors and marines who served under Captain John Paul Jones and were followed by their comrades and shipmates in the United States Armed Forces, preserving for us the rights, privileges, and freedoms we enjoy today. The source and date of origin of this flag-folding procedure is unknown. However, some sources attribute it to the Gold Star Mothers of America, while others to an Air Force chaplain stationed at the U.S. Air Force Academy. Some sources also indicate that the 13 folds are a nod to the original first 13 colonies. The flag-folding ceremony is provided as a patriotic service. I'd like you to sit back and enjoy a very beautiful song that we rarely sing today. It's titled, My Country, Tis of Thee, and it's Bill by Bill and Gloria Gaither.
Let me repeat to you the fourth stanza. Our Father's God, to thee, author of liberty, to thee we sing. Long may our land be bright with freedom's holy light. Protect us by thy might, great God, our King. May that be ever so. Well, this is Dawn Noble of Pure Heart Ministries. You can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast again. As always, I appreciate your prayers, and I look forward to your financial support. You can write me at Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. That's P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. This uh, program airs again at 11 p.m. tonight. So if you want to listen to it again, please tune in. WWVA, 1170 a.m. at 11 p.m. I look forward to being with you again next week. Shalom, shalom. Peace be unto you.